0: press yyz it's press yyz and here's your host mr mitch george hello and welcome to an
1: all-new episode of press yyz the only canadian gaming focused podcast you can catch live on twitch every wednesday at 8 p.m eastern standard time as well as on podcast services and that there youtube.com slash press yyz every thursday As previously mentioned, I'm your host with the most, Mr. Mitch George, joined today by the man with fewer follicles, Mr. Nathan McInerney, who is currently muted and we can't hear a word he's saying. Sorry, I'm very muted. Yeah, check out my hair. It's really short. I buzzed it before I went on vacation, so I look really nice. And our ginger bearded man, Mr. A.J.
0: Fraser. Man, we got to give some credit to Cozy, because this... This thing that he works on here. It's legitimately Holy difficult. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he, he appears to be in the chat right now. Uh, how, how's the sound? How's it look? Not everything's working properly, but <laughs> th- thanks we're, for your help we're, earlier. We're sort of there. Yeah.
1: We're sort of there. And that's what matters, because we're here. We're going to talk about all things Halo. We're going to talk about all things movies, entertainment, um, we've got a hardware review. We're going to talk about Loki finally, which I cannot wait for. And I feel like I'm getting cut off in the video on the, on the, so I'm just going to slide down uh, my chair a little bit.
0: Oh, uh, sorry. That's the way I crapped it.
1: It's okay. I'm going look <laughs> a little tall. It's all so good, I, but we're here. We're going to have a good time.
0: I just tried um, to minimize, I just tried to minimize the podcast window and yeah. that totally froze on OBS. So yeah, I yeah. don't know if that, I, I don't know what happened that there. That might do it. You can't no, just do it.
1: Don't minimize the the Discord window. I know this from doing my work presentations. It just freezes okay. them on a funny face. You need to leave it. Uh, you It can be in the background, but it can't be minimized. Well, okay, yeah, I've moved my should, monitor should around. I feel like I'm now better framed. So we can go ahead, and it's going to be okay. fine. Great. It's fine. Absolutely Good fine. Enough. Speaking Great. of fine, you know what else has been fine this week? Halo. Uh, a, okay, yeah, we're getting right into it. Fine, Halo, go. <laughs>
0: Fuck, man. Halo is so good. It's so good. It... Okay. So, Halo had the uh, Halo... In... Bun... Not Bungie. 343 had the Halo three three. Infinite test flight um, this past weekend. And that was super exciting. I The first beta I ever participated in was the Halo 3 beta. Um, this was not a beta. This was, like, something uh what what would it, it's a test it's a server test right it's it's
1: literally them taking their tech giving yep. it to a large number of people which they likely would have done had they been able to have people into their offices yes and just run stress tests against specific aspects of their of their infrastructure yes it was mostly around the dedicated servers cuz we did see that on thursday when the beta mm-hmm. was set to or sorry when the technical test was set to be released uh, they had to restart their servers multiple times. They had to do full redeployments, and that was their whole. Um, there was the plan was to get it out kind of afternoonish, okay. PST. Um, and uh, shout out to their community management. They were so great, so transparent about everything going on. Where they just said, "Look, we found a bug. If we didn't redeploy all, if we didn't fix it, redeploy all the servers, no one would have connected to games." So they did it. They redeployed it. I think it ended up going live around nine hour time. Mm -hmm. Nine ish. Uh, And I had a very special guest over to play because I got into the technical test and our good friend Alex Ballant, who is the world's (laughs) biggest Halo fan, didn't. Mm -hmm. Uh, How how did I get into the the test? And he did. (sighs) not Luck of the draw, I suppose. But either way, he trekked his way for anyone who, uh, who knows the GTA. He's in the West End, near the airport. I'm in Got the it. East End, not near the airport. Uh, so he took like I think it was an hour and a half on transit to get from his place to my place just so he could have his <coughs> moment of booting. Like I, I, literally, I didn't care that I, I wasn't the person that booted it up for the first time. Halo is his thing. I gave him the controller and just said, go." and he had this really great moment of, and we were only able to get into like two games before the servers uh, started to take a real beating. <clears throat> mm-hmm. on Thursday night. Um, so I think we each only played a couple of games that night, but even then that being able to like Halo is for a lot of people. And this hasn't been the case for me because I've not been an Xbox guy, but now, you know, I've got the shirts. I got all that stuff. People call me a shill. It's fine. You can call me a shill for whoever you want, whoever's going to pay the bills, you know? Yep. Um, but Halo, as far as I know, and like my Halo experience, like with Halo one, Halo two was couch co-op with a, with a buddy across the street with the Xbox. Cause I had the PlayStation. So to be able to just share in that moment with somebody else who really cared about this, like I care about games. This was like on an entirely different level. Um, it, it was special, honestly. So I'm, I'm glad I was able to do that for him and I'm glad we were able to have that experience of what Halo, like Halo's is meant to be shared and we got to share it in a very unique way.
0: Yeah, um, I, I I saw the thing that got, you know, tweeted out and whatnot, um, and that, you know, I was so happy for him most, mo- mostly. But um, actually, so was Rachel because she she found it first, and she's like, "Oh my God, look at his smile! He's so happy," um, which was really great to see. Um, but yeah, the the game itself, it it is good. Like people were really concerned if it was going to be too much like. Um, uh, like Halo Five or something like that, and I feel like uh, I think I think Balance said it best. Um, you know, it feels like a proper sequel to Halo Three in terms of, and this is just the multiplayer, right? So it feels like a good yeah. proper sequel to the multiplayer of Halo Three. Um, but uh, in my opinion, there's also a little bit of Reach in here that that is really good, but Reach took it a li- things a little too far in terms of, uh adding loadouts and stuff which was the in thing at the time 10 years ago and it was an interesting experiment um but you know 343 three, up until this point had to you know they they had to try and chase that chase that dragon if you will of like what halo was before um but they didn't quite realize for two full games that you know hey that the the loadout system and everything in in Halo wasn't quite it. Um, it completely yeah. changed the dynamic of what Halo always was, which is the only thing that made it different from anything else out there, like a Call of Duty or whatnot, right? So, um, game like gameplay wise, it just feels right. There's still sprint. There's still that.
1: Okay, so semi as someone did I've I've not yet played five. My yes. Halo experience has ended with four. Because I didn't have an Xbox One, I'm playing through Mm -hmm. them all. I'm playing all through all the numbered ones now. Mm -hmm. Um, I will go back to do O D finish O D S T that I was I was playing that co op with Alex, and uh, I'll play Reach again just because it's been a long time since I uh, since I played Reach. But as someone who's been replaying Halo to play the the technical test and get in there. Those controls are way different. I was not expecting Sprint. I kept going to Reload, and Reload wasn't where I wanted Reload to be, and Grenades weren't yeah. where I wanted Grenades to be. And there was there was Aim Down Sights, which is just like, It's for me, that's not Halo. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't get a ton of time to play other than Thursday, a little bit on Friday. I went away for the weekend, and I came back. I had a little bit of time on Sunday. Um, like that evening, shout out to our friend over, at Twitch.tv/slash Nate plays games, uh, him and I were streaming it together. It was a we had a hell of a time. We actually played in the window where they turned on PvP.
0: Oh my god! So we were I able to get that. some
1: PvP matches in, and it was so dang good. And it worked, and it was buttery smooth. I was Amazing. so impressed. Um, but yeah, it's by the end of that, I was really getting into it, and then going back and playing a little bit of Halo Four because that's where I am in my playthrough. Uh, is real different, but yeah. not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. Not entirely. Uh, Nathan, we've been talking a bunch. You're someone who doesn't have a ton of Halo experience. You're kind of in the same boat as me as, you know, not really having the Xboxes over the years. But now having the opportunity to get in there, play this test, and a chance to replay these, you know, masterpieces before the new one comes out. Uh, What are your thoughts? So, um, my experience is limited. I actually went away for the weekend um and i couldn't quite figure out on sunday night how to get it going because my the link in my email wasn't working got it figured out monday morning was able to get a few matches in before they shut the servers down at one o'clock so i actually went right to the point where it said you can't play anymore
0: Um, you got to see
1: them you got to see them take it down yeah. yeah um so that being said uh fun um i had a good time with it uh like i said i was very limited i only got a few matches in um like on Monday but I had some good time I was not great at it I don't play a lot of first person shooters um I guess Overwatch was the last first person shooter I would have like gotten really deep into and that would have been a year or two ago a few years ago but I did all right um I thought the bots were really hard was that just me
0: um yeah so what they did uh, progressively throughout the weekend is they took the the bots, and they they started them out on what is the normal difficulty or marine difficulty. And, um, at, at a certain point, they decided, okay, we're gonna turn them up to hard, which is their, um, called ODST difficulty. Oh, okay. Right? And then, um, uh, towards the end of it, and, like, in between the, uh, the, the, the PvP test, um, they decided to turn on the um, uh, Spartan difficulty, which is the hardest difficulty. Bots you can have. Now the bots still have a lot of work to do. Um, you know that yet. It's it, it for me. It felt like they just progressively got better at landing their headshots. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, which I, is no, I noticed of... that
1: too. I also noticed that they progressively got better at teabagging. Yeah, because they're learning from other players and mm-hmm. they learned the behavior to teabag.
0: I, I, made oh, sure I, so, I made sure that I I made sure that I teabagged a lot of bots, so I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> um,
1: I'm not, but it is what it is. My son knows what teabagging is, uh, but oh, he good. doesn't understand what it means. He just knows the I'm emotion. hoping it's the oldest son. Yes. Uh um, if not I'd be a little more concerned for you. Yeah no so yeah um but yeah so I th- I thought the bots were hard but that makes sense that I was playing on the hardest difficulty then likely on Monday
0: yeah um, you, you absolutely were
1: The yeah, hardest it's...
0: difficulty was PVP oh but... against players yes yeah
1: um yeah I I think I won one game of PVP out of maybe five or six that we played yeah wow. I, we won I won I'm not one... good at Halo I enjoy Halo I am not good at Halo I won one game against the bots.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: um so um but you know it was good it was fun i was moving around it actually uh got me to download the master chief collection again and halo 5 to jump into their multiplayers mm-hmm. um so i did that briefly um i'm I still have them upload i'm gonna try and jump um it's very daunting to jump into the master chief collection and just do multiplayer matches because i feel like the controls change regularly based yeah. on the game that your mode like game that you're playing in mm-hmm. um i did load up halo 5 and that feels more comfortable with where i'm used to uh as we talked about aim down on sites and um yeah. th- uh, the sprinting and that feels more like the speed that i'm used to playing i think it's going to be closer to what the infinite like what the infinite gameplay feels like um but i, I want to get a little more experience in these um like multiplayer modes so i'm going to leave them on my hard drive for a little while and see what. Uh, see what transpires mm-hmm. so yeah I've, I've never been like i got really into i want to say four is multiplayer um because that was the one that i got into on day one with friends of mine that have for years been in the xbox ecosystem i'm i'm excited to get back into it for infinite and to play with with my buddy and his brother who we, who we ran games with back in the day um and I really enjoyed my time with it. But that being said, I feel like this is one of those experiences where, if you're not there at the beginning, you could ne- you could get left behind. It's hard harder to catch up when people get really good with these mechanics, really good with the tools. Uh, like by the end of the weekend, I was seeing people do incredible stuff with the uh, the grappling hook, and it's just like if you're not there yeah. and you're not getting that practice and you're not staying you're not staying with it it mm-hmm. may become easier to be left behind than in some other multiplayer experiences.
0: Yeah. It, um, the... What is it? The... Some of the clips that you'd see, especially with that that grappling hook, like being able to grapple a weapon midair, things like that, it just... It elevates the gameplay in the, in the correct ways. Um... Just, it just gives you more options, but still kind of keeps the pace a little slower than every other shooter out there. If that makes sense.
1: No, I think that I think that's accurate. I mean, yeah. I I'm not typically a multiplayer guy. I feel like this last year has been a bit of an exception <laughs> to that rule for me in, mm-hmm. in using multiplayer gaming to be social. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still very excited just to get my hands on this to play through the campaign um i need to definitely get caught up in the lore so i definitely do have to play five sooner rather than later i feel like those are kind of the next games on my personal docket to to finish up and play through just so i'm kind of there when that conversation starts up again in the fall even though Mm -hmm. i'm still convinced this game is getting pushed to next year yeah i was just say that's kind of like my next question is is this game coming this year and i still feel like it's probably going to be delayed we don't have a release date yet, and Forza does, and that was a big issue coming out of the Xbox conference. I also think Forza gets delayed out of this year. Really? Yeah, I okay. don't think Forza comes out this year either. I think these studios need as much time as they can with these games. This is like not the typical way to release these, you know, blockbuster games, and I want them to make sure that they take the time they need to put out the best product they can. So yeah. Force is getting delayed. Horizon's already unofficially been delayed, even though they haven't announced it yet. We'll get that at the next state of play, I presume. I think Halo gets delayed. I think Pokemon gets delayed out of this year, and the other one gets delayed well into the fall, if not 2023. Um, yeah. I don't, like, this is the year to get caught up on your backlog. This is the year to play a bunch of indies. This is the year to play games like Death's Door, a year to play more Fall Guys, Kena. a year to play other games and not necessarily wait on the big triple a quadruple a experiences that we're used honestly we're, we're spoiled in getting them year after year uh from some of the world's greatest creators so let them take their time put out the best product they can but you can quote me on that forza halo pokemon all three are getting delayed okay sure that'll make some sad uh, people i know but it, it would make more sad people if this game came out and the servers did what they did on thursday well, or no, yeah. Friday, or Saturday, or they, Sunday. They can't release this game broken, or yeah. like with issues. It needs to be the smoothest launch they possibly can. Um, Xbox hardware is selling faster than it's ever sold. Is that fair to say? That or is the- a- that is accurate based on um, figures that have been put out by by Microsoft and by third parties. Absolutely. Well, I don't think they've given figures. They've just told us that they've it's said it's fast. the fastest selling Xbox system, yeah. series of systems ever. Yeah. Um, so it's selling well. They're building a client like they're building a base backup. I mean, even me, who is somebody who's never owned an Xbox in my life now has a series X. So I think the other thing to take into account is we saw the issues, not the issues, but like this was very much a very, this was a very limited technical test. Mm-hmm. It was in grand total, three maps. It was two game modes and it was no more than eight players. So I think as you scale that up to things like Big Team Battle, CTF, other maps, legacy maps, Forge, for like, maps, Battle Royale. Also, keep in
0: mind, well, yeah, keep in R- mind rumored, things like, yes. yeah, Rumored Battle Royale. ODST still makes the most sense for that. It's going to happen. Let, quote, quote me on that. Um, no, like, even still, like the Big Team Battle, they've doubled even the 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 amount of uh, players for that, Right. So, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Yeah, if they need more That's time, exciting. let them have more time. And I think that comes down with anything this year. Um, when we see any delays, I know the Horizon delay is not official because Sony hasn't come out with it yet. Um, and I think you're right, Mitch. That We, needle- we just got Kenna, Kenna delayed from August into September. We saw Skatebird delayed from August into September. And I think some of these larger teams are going to need to move the me- needle further than... 4 to 6 weeks. They need more time than some of these smaller teams. Yeah, 100%. So, like if they need to delay it to put out a more polished product, then like it sucks we were hoping to play it, but that being said it's going to lead to a better product and I'd rather have the better product out of the gate than a rushed product um that they're trying to fix after the fact. in uh, like even if you look at what happened with the Master Chief collection launch, um I know it took a while before it got to where it needed to be. Am I correct in saying that, AJ?
0: Yeah, no, it, it definitely took years. Um, and even still, some things are so still so cumbersome and broken. Um, but yeah, no, it, it took a couple years for it to get to a decent spot. I'm, sh- I'm sure part of it was they moved some of the team over to five to try and keep that running. Um, but yeah, it it, t- it took a while. Okay. Oh no. Oh no. What happened? Yeah, right there.
1: It looks like we might be getting another story of someone in video games doing not good things. Oh no oh, no. Uh nothing has come out yet. Um but people are alluding to and Fulbright has put out a statement um regarding Steve Gaynor. Oh no. Founders no. of Fulbright. Um I'm not going to speculate on what it is. This is still a developing story. I just caught wind of it. And that's why I've been a little distracted by my other window. Um, mm-hmm. That we'll see what happens, but it doesn't look good. Uh, People uh, are alluding to not pleasant things. Um, so to get back on to a pleasanter, more pleasant, pleasantest route, uh, I mentioned it briefly earlier and didn't get my segue, but I'm going to do it now. Uh, Nathan, full, uh, Fall Guys, how's it going? How's it's, the Falls? dying um well the fall guys is continue to fall um uh, they just dropped season five last week and along with season five a few days later um they added a ratchet costume to the game that in order to get the full costume and the emote you had to con- uh, complete certain challenges within the game most pretty simple um, not all of them not all of them because all i unlocked, them. unlocked did you get this the survivor? But I did not get enough survival modes to complete oh, the whole thing. Oh, that sucks. I didn't play it. Like, I didn't play a ton. Um, like, I could have kept playing it after I'd gotten home. But, eh. Okay. I, I don't really care all that much about a nameplate. I'm going to go back into it and get that Clank costume with you, presumably, when that event starts. Yeah, 100%. Uh, which is soon? What, third Friday? So, it starts Friday. I'm actually going to be yeah. at work from Windsor from, like, Friday to Sunday night or Sunday afternoon. So, but it's uh, running longer so we can do it next week and get everything done for it. So, um, but yeah, essentially they ran a new, uh, along with this new jungle season five update that they're doing. um, They ran this ratchet uh, costume and the way it worked is you unlocked and like normally with uh, special costumes for characters. You just pay like five crowns for the top five crowns for the bottom and Bob's your uncle. This one, they did it a little bit differently where you had to do different tasks um jump so many times or sorry um uh dive so many times uh play a certain number of survival rounds win win a duo's match which makes sense because you have ratchet and clank they're a duo so yeah get a duo's win so yeah no it was uh really fun it was nice to jump back in and i've actually been pretty much back in daily since it happened now. Uh, and as Mitch is alluding to getting those survival wins was really hard because they were not showing up in the playlist, uh, for a lot of the games, we were maybe getting one every few, um, few rounds of fall guys, which you needed to get 10 unlocked to get the final, uh, um, experience you needed for that urge for the final unlock on it. Um, I it took me like several hours of grinding to get enough. Um, Wow. It does seem to be like they fixed it, uh, based on what I've been playing the past few days, at least. Um, so yeah, no, uh, but yeah, really fun. We've got the clank challenge coming up. Uh, the new jungle modes are pretty cool. The leap pad one, I think is my favorite with these leap pad drums that you can jump on and you really just soar through the level flying through it. I, I really enjoy that. Once you, once you get a good cadence for the diving into the, in the lily pads to, to get the bounce, it's, it's a ton of fun. And, To Nathan's point, I absolutely agree. I think this is the right way to do character-driven skins moving forward of plan these events around these characters, get people into the game, get them excited to get in, play the new things, and not just be like, okay, I've earned 10 crowns by just playing the game. Now I can stop playing until they drop a skin that I want, use my 10 crowns, and repeat the process. Play until I get 10, rinse and repeat. It it makes it more accessible to people that want to just hop in and get these costumes who don't necessarily have the time to grind out uh, 10 wins or crown shards or whatever this is. Um, but I do want to touch on something else ever so briefly. Yep. Uh, which might turn into like a 45-minute conversation. Of course. Okay. I said off the top. This is the only Canadian gaming podcast that you can catch live on Twitch on Wednesdays and on YouTube and on podcast services on Thursdays. Probably, maybe, sort of, I don't know. Um, for, those of, for those of you here or those of you watching or listening afterwards on your podcast service or YouTube service of choice, in the last five minutes or so, I've heard the terms, yeah, no, and no, yeah, and yeah, no, for sure, at least three times. So I feel like for our non-Canadian friends, we have to explain these.
0: First of all, I just want to say sorry. Uh,
1: I didn't even know that we were doing that. So uh it's so <laughs> good uh, to hear. Honestly, eh? it's an unconscious thing. And when I heard AJ do it the first time, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to listen. And he did it a couple times. I did it a couple times. You did it a couple times, Nathan. So I think for our viewers at home, we have to explain what the difference is between yeah, no and no, yeah. And if we want to go even farther, yeah, no, for sure. Or no,
0: yeah, for sure. Okay. So yeah, yeah, no is no. Essentially. No,
1: yeah, no is yeah. No. Oh, no, okay. no, yeah, no, not, yeah, yeah no, no is, yeah,
0: it's what it ends in. It no, because you go, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, no
1: yeah. no yeah, and it's also the cadence, so if you hear, yeah, yeah, no,
0: yeah,
1: then maybe it is yes, but it's more often than not, no, and then no, yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, no, for sure, if it ends in for sure, it's always, yeah, 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 okay, for sure, that's your Canadian linguistics lesson for the week, Sorry. Okay. We'll get you next time.
0: Everybody who's not Canadian has turned off the podcast.
1: For sure. (laughs) Nathan, uh, you've got a hardware review for us. Yes. Um, And I apologize to anyone who's not watching. If you aren't, go and check us out either on Twitch Archive or on YouTube. But Nathan, what do you got to talk or show everyone uh, tonight? So I've been doing a bit of traveling recently. I'm not quite done. As I mentioned, I'm going to Windsor this weekend. And I actually have a trip to the cottage plan later this summer. Or later in August. So I will be doing a little more traveling. Um, I managed to pick one of these up. This is a Razer Kishi, if you guys are unfamiliar hmm. with this. And basically, it allows you to connect your phone into it and turn it into a little portable game, pa- uh, like Game Pass or streaming uh, setup with your phone. So a few things it turns I wanted to it into note. a Switch. Yeah, it turns into a Switch. Sort of. Sort. Um, so it just opens up like this very simple now that being said there's two little switches on the back to try and get this plate to pop out and i find it doesn't work and i end up just fiddling this like this a little bit to get it to open um that could be a little bit smoother uh to get it open but once you do that you have your USB-C port which your phone will just plug right into there's an ios or, version or lightning if you buy the iphone uh aka the superior variant because it costs more uh, nope, yeah, they that's, just that's know they that can charge uh, Apple people more money. 100% what it means, right? More means better. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no. yeah, so it's pretty cool. So here, let me just pop my phone in. Now, the one thing I'll say right, is you have to make sure that your case is not on your phone. If your case is on well, your that's phone. That's unfortunate because I don't like taking my case off my phone. Yeah, I just had to take mine out of the case. So this is what it looks like once you put it in there. Uh, for so, those who cannot see it, it looks like a Switch. Yeah, 100%. It just looks <laughs> like a Switch. Um, now, to to go over what some of this you can do with this. So number one, this works with the Game Pass app. And this works with That's Xbox helpful. Remote Play. So you can turn the Game Pass app on and actually load up games. I was doing some of the Game Pass quests that came out yesterday for the because the new weekly monthly quests came out. And instead of downloading them to the Xbox, I was doing them via the cloud here to get those quests for the points. Right. Um, so that works pretty well. Remote play works pretty well. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Game Pass um, quests, but just so you guys are Uh, one of the, like when you're getting these points from Xbox, which you can cash in for multiple different things, uh, there is a daily quest that you have to do on the system for earning an achievement every day. So I would Mm -hmm. actually remote into the Xbox and get the use a play killer instinct through the Xbox and get the achievements that way for achievements that I needed. i would also be able to go in and click on any, um, spots where I would be able to redeem, uh, points. So it worked really well for remote play. It worked really well for Game Pass. Um, awesome. What what doesn't work as well, and I know this is going to be shocking, but PlayStation does not work with this out of the box. So the PlayStation Remote Full Play app, surprised. Um, apparently only works with official PlayStation controllers at the moment, um, which kind of sucks. So uh, that being said... There is an app I downloaded and it's called PS. Wait, let me confirm this. I want to make sure I uh PS Play. Yes, PS Play on the Android store. Um, I think it's out for Apple too. Um and it costs uh I want to say six dollars Canadian, but it allows you to do remote play um with this. Now, that being said, I'm wondering, I, I'm wondering if that's Android specific, though, because I feel like on iPhone, it's just as long as it's connecting as a Bluetooth controller uh, to the device that like I've play, I've used an Xbox controller with PlayStation remote play on my phone. I um, I feel so like so it'd be
0: less it'd be less Android specific and more which, which wouldn't maybe maybe I'm wrong. It, it doesn't quite make sense because um, Sony has made Android phones. So, you know.
1: Well, and it's not Bluetooth either. It's connecting through the USB-C port. And I don't that's, know if that true. has anything to do with it. Um, so anyway, so this PS PS Play app uh, gives you on-screen controls if you don't have a controller. Um, but it also works with the Razer Kishi. Now, that being said, it's a pain to get set up. Uh, to work remotely. If you're working internally in your house, it's fine. No issues, it'll just connect via your Wi-Fi network. If you're outside of your Wi-Fi network, I had to do port forwarding on specific ports on my router to be able to get them open to connect. And even then I'm struggling to connect when I am outside of my house. For some reason, when I turn the Wi-Fi off on my phone, it still will connect when I'm in my house, but when I've been other places, it won't connect. So that's been very hit or miss and being able to access and do anything on my PlayStation. What I have done over the Wi-Fi, though, is swing around the city of Spider-Man. It all felt really smooth. It worked um, through the Wi-Fi. So pretty solid. Uh, As a controller, it gives you everything you need. You've got your face buttons. Uh, Let me just put it here. So you do have all your face buttons up here. You've got your sticks in the wrong places. Uh, You do have your shoulder buttons and your shoulders um they do feel all right they're a little bit uh smaller than i think you're used to but they do feel fine once you get used to it so Hmm. it's still not something i would recommend i did play some fight uh, killer instinct on it remotely um to see how that was and actually did all right with it but i'd probably spend more time doing um like smaller RPGs, card games. Like I play, it was playing some Slay the Spire on it yesterday and that felt really good with it. Real good game. Yeah. Um, So I think for the games where you can spend a little more time and it's not so like Twitch orientated, I think that's where you get more of your value with it. But as a, like a unit to get Game Pass up and running, it works very, very well with the Game Pass software. Um, right out of the box and the xbox software without a problem playstation not so much and hopefully that gets updated i know um i've heard the praises done for the backbone which is not available for uh android at the moment um, yeah that's i was just looking at that and it looks like natively out of the box i think this might be an iphone versus android limitation if that is the case because mm-hmm. it looks like it supports xbox remote play apple arcade rem- ps remote play Steam Link, Stadia, NVIDIA GeForce Now, Game Pass, Luna. Um, so I'm wondering if maybe it is a limitation in the Android it, app for PlayStation Remote, remote Play. Mm-hmm. And it needs to be yeah. something that they open up.
0: Maybe maybe PlayStation needs to allow, uh, like like developers of of even other pieces of hardware to kind of play around with like some preview developer software or something like that in order to get it working and it could it could be sony not letting them it could be not that i don't know yeah
1: it's interesting too because when you go to playstation's website about remote play um all of their wording for what is and is not supported um is that oh that's interesting so android devices i I mean according to sony and this is wrong because i've done it with an Xbox controller, um, Android only supports the DualShock Four. Does not support the DualSense. iPhone and iPad support both, uh, and Windows uh, will support both as well. But I also think that this is more so. Like, i I've used, I've used an Xbox controller on my fu- iPhone to play PlayStation games. It's weird, but it works. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wondering if it's more of a limitation in the app itself. Where it can detect the specific controller type, but I don't know for certain. Well, and I'm partially I'm wondering because as you talked before with Bluetooth versus not Bluetooth, maybe the app's looking for a Bluetooth controller, and because this is USB C connected, it's not finding that. Could be it. So is it? So it's USB C connected as an accessory. Not. It's not just doing that for power. No. So yeah, it's everything. There's no like I don't have to connect any Bluetooth or anything to it.
0: Like there's oh, no it okay, because I'm pretty sure so, the backbone
1: is a Bluetooth device and it's just yeah. using the lightning for power. So yeah, no, this yeah. is all connected through the USB C port on the phone. I never had to connect any Bluetooth stuff. As I I'm, it's connected right now, so I'm going to confirm that there's no Bluetooth connected as so, you speak.
0: I I have connected uh controllers to my f- phone, like normal controllers via USB. Um, I even bought a uh, USB micro to USB C so I could do it with the old Xbox controller, with the old PlayStation, uh, PS4 controllers, um, and all that. Um, um, and as well as being able to connect a, a mouse to it wired uh, if I wanted to. I even got a little dongle to be able to connect a USB-A to it. Um, and all of that seemed to work fine. So it might just be a weird limitation of this specific device and whatever whatever is going on there.
1: So, regardless, I'm hoping that something PlayStation can fix on the software as they get more serious about the remote play. Um, and uh like I said, it would have been a little bit better if they had made it so it would fit in like with your case in, but as you can see there is very limited room to get it in there. So, yeah, yeah I think reading up on the backbone as well that requires you to take your phone out of its case. Oh, does the backbone yeah. as well? I wasn't sure. So, Okay. Um, so regardless for Maybe what it not is using Bluetooth, I don't, I don't know. Sorry. I'm just looking into the backbone now cause that's the controller I really want for doing my mobile gaming. Um, iPhone gang represent, things. let's go. Um, but I, uh, I need to find a way to get it in Canada without paying astronomically for shipping. Uh, the Xbox store has it. The Microsoft oh, yeah. store. Yeah. you get it through the Microsoft store. That's where Court from uh, Three Dads and a Console got his. So. Hey, let's take a look at this. And while I'm taking a look at this, crap, AJ hasn't put anything on the thing for me to talk about. It's all stuff we're talking about. I watched a lot of TV this week, everybody. Um, I Yeah, I didn't do much gaming outside of a bit of Fall Guys and Halo, and obviously I'm still addicted yeah. to Pokemon Unite. I've not spent money the way AJ has.
0: Oh, that is something I should, that is something I should mention. Uh, before I got into, um, the halo before I was able to get it working because their servers were absolutely busted on the website and I couldn't get it to function to even get me the code to download it, um, until the next day. Um,
1: so I, I was lucky enough that like I had turned on Twitter notifications for one of their community managers who oh, yeah. tweeted out the instructions to go and download the Insider app and do it through the Insider app okay. on the Xbox, rather than waiting yeah. for the code.
0: I, I so got I was able the, to get uh, in so there and get the
1: download started before their service yeah. completely crapped the bet. So.
0: I, I played it on Steam, uh, is where I played it. Um, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, so um, I think that's the only one I got invited to, I don't know. Or unless you could play it anywhere, whatever. Um, yeah, Pokemon Unite, I um, I had to do a little bit of an experiment. Uh I bought the most expensive item in the gem store or whatever and the and in order to you I needed to do like
1: that like a $130 one?
0: Yeah, the most what? expensive one. It came with a bonus of whatever gems. I I did an experiment.
1: You're committed to this.
0: I I I am now <laughs> I haven't played it in like a week, so we'll see how that. Let's buy we'll some with. games. You'll carry yeah. me. It'll be great. Um, and so, I have unlocked every Unite pass, every every Pokemon that you can play as. Every and that is yeah. all I was able to do with that money. That is it. Oh. Oy. I looked at the rate at which you can earn uh, the coins. And like twenty
1: one hundred a week or something like that. Yeah,
0: and you, they limit you, and you would need to do like it, like play for like three weeks just to unlock one. Yeah, and so I'm. And that's that's just, where last week's so episode was. You,
1: you do, but you don't because yeah. While they limit you to the twenty one hundred through gameplay, there are also daily quests as well as no, I think I think it's just the daily quest where you're able yeah. to get a few hundred more. And that's not mm-hmm. part of that limit. Because I think at like to give an update from last week, I had earned enough coins to purchase Garchomp, one of the more expensive characters to buy with coins. And now I'm about a thousand coins short of buying another. Okay. Um, Cause I wanted to buy Gengar. Cause I've been wrecking everybody with Gengar and casual because Gengar yeah. is absolutely broken. Uh, they've since nerfed Gengar. So now I don't know if I'm going to use all that time I've put into this to to purchase Gengar. Um so we'll see where that goes. But yeah, Pokemon Unite, it's still fun in bursts, but it's definitely trying to burst its way into your wallet.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. Uh I did the I did the experiment, so you guys don't have to. Also I know I could have just done the math separately. No, I couldn't. My ADHD compelled me and as we talked about last week, and I had no I had no control over that specific purchase i've done things like that before with like other games um just to see just to know and sometimes that kills the entire game experience for me realizing how not far your dollar goes
1: but I, yeah i think that's that's the problem you run i mean this is going back to last week's conversation have you run this you run this casino basically where you're having people convert their currency into other currencies and not really understanding the, the value of their dollar or how far it'll go. And then you spend $20 on a character in a game you're not going to play for a week. Yeah. So it's unfortunate that that, uh, that is the case. That being said, I forgot what I was going to say. So that helps. Um, yeah, I played a bunch of that. But I've really just been watching a lot of TV and movies um surprisingly i went to a theater and saw a movie with a person which was interesting what Ooh, yeah i, I did know, the same right? thing um so i went on monday it was a holiday monday so i went in the afternoon because my wife was working and uh and saw a fast nine with a friend of ours alistair Ooh. and uh that was definitely a film it was a great film uh cinematic yeah. masterpiece No, that's like saying (laughs) Clifford the Big Red Dog is going to sweep the Oscars next year. Well, that won't, but Fast 9 might. It definitely won't. Uh, If anything is going to sweep for technical or weird, you know, unexpected uh, Oscars, I actually think it might be Jungle Cruise. Hmm. Another movie I watched this week, um, we were up at the cottage and we had nothing to do um, so I bit the bullet and got premier access for jungle cruise rather than going to the theater to see it. Um, cause there were a bunch of us that wanted to watch it. So did that. And, uh, I actually really enjoyed it <laughs> much more so than I expected to honestly. Um, and it, it, did really interesting things with its costume and it's, it's, um, the cinematography was actually, it was actually really well shot. And I thought they did interesting things with, you know, costume set design the score was pretty good. It, didn't, it wasn't overbearing, but it didn't take away from the experience, which I feel like a lot of Disney movies do, and AJ's just playing with his camera now, and it's really distracting. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm
0: trying to center myself, but it will not it's work. It's okay.
1: No, it will not. Um, but I think, I mean, I, I still think Dwayne Johnson was weird casting, but that being said, he's like one of the most profitable actors in the world, so I understand Disney wanting to put him in stuff. And I actually had a really good time. If you guys are at all, like, do you guys have any inclination to see this? I'm not going to spoil it in any way, but I'm just curious. Um, I think at some point I'll watch it with the boys. Okay. Are you are you guys fans at all of movies like The Mummy or National Treasure or Indiana Jones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, this one kind of fits that vibe. Ooh. Okay, okay. And now I'm guessing you're a little more interested in seeing it. I hope. Eh. Disney, pay me to show your products, please. <laughs> no, I, I actually, I honestly had a really good time with this. I was surprised how much I enjoyed Emily Blunt in this role of like very, very similar to the role of um, oh, I can't remember her name, uh, Rachel Wise in, in the Mummy. The Mummy, yep. Of kind of underappreciated scientific mind in a time where women weren't typically seen as academically inclined. Mm-hmm. And I think it was really good. Uh, Jack Whitehall, who plays her brother, really funny in this. Um, very interesting character, and I think it. So, for those who don't know, um, I'm a, like I'm a I'm a Disney fanatic.
0: I guess is the right word. That's the correct word.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a this is a ride that's based off of one of the original attractions at Disneyland. Uh, it also exists at most Disney parks around the world in some form or another. And it is essentially just a river boat ride with a very, um, I'm going to say witty skipper. And the script that these skippers have, like there isn't a lot to the ride. There's these really like older animatronic animals and, and people or like, there are these different scenes that are set throughout the ride, but the real joy of it is the dad jokes in the writing of the ride. The, 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 the script that these skippers have to choose from is very, very much, like, dad joke heavy. Um, I can't really think of any off the top of my head at the moment. If you're interested, there's actually... I mean, we're going to chill more Disney Plus stuff. There's a lot of really interesting um, details brought up about this ride in The Imagineering Story, which was one of the first Disney Plus original series. It was a documentary series about the... Um, birth of Disneyland and then subsequent Disney parks around the world, as well as a new series that just dropped uh, I think a week before this movie did um, Behind the Attraction which is five episodes it's actually from, it's, it's executive pro- produced by Dwayne Johnson mm-hmm. it's from his production company and they essentially, they, they retread some of what was discussed in the Imagineering story they have a lot of the same people come back for, for interviews and things like that but each episode focuses on a different attraction and it's sort of history within Disney Parks. So they have one on Jungle Cruise, one on Star Tours, which is one of the first, I think, the first, if I'm not mistaken, Disney ride that was licensed from an outside property. At the time, Disney did not own Lucasfilm. Uh, they now do. But that, that was very interesting. Uh, and there were also episodes on the Haunted Mansion ride. Um, oh, I can't I remember the fourth one. The fifth one was definitely Space Mountain, uh, which is interesting because Space Mountain's actually gone through a bunch of changes over the years, so they kind of go through the whole history of the ride. But there's a lot of really... What is the fifth episode? It's going to kill me until I remember it. God damn it. I will find it. Um, but they go through a lot of really interesting you know, anecdotes about Walt Disney and why he wanted this attraction specifically at Disney World, or uh, Disneyland, sorry, because um, he unfortunately passed away, I think it was five years before Walt Disney World opened in Orlando. He was part of the planning, but he did not. um, Oh oh God. I almost swore, but we're talking about Disney. I didn't realize they were making five more episodes and they're coming out at the end of August. That's sweet. Uh, The other, the other attraction they got into with these first five episodes was the um, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, which has famously undergone one of the most drastic uh, reskins of a Disney attraction in California, where it is, no in California, it's now a Guardians of the Galaxy themed oh. um, attraction. Cool, wow. um, really interesting about that. Uh, total segue into into this. <laughs> Sorry. So the Tower of Terror, you know, it's just it's it's a drop tower does like it's an elevator. You fall in the elevator shaft. Yay, scary. So they had to go. I think they had eleven months to bring a new like to. Bring a new attraction to Disneyland in California to not necessarily coincide, but to capture on a lot of the popularity of Marvel. And at the time, James Gunn was shooting Guardians of the Galaxy Vol. 2. Hmm. So it kind of was this weird, like perfect timing scenario where they actually went to the set of Guardians 2, hmm. shot all of the footage for the ride with the actors on set, James Gunn directed. And then kind of built the ride experience around that. Um, so, really cool. Definitely go and check out Behind the Attraction on Disney Plus. If you're not subscribed to Disney Plus, why are you here? It's all I talk about. It's all we're going to talk about for the rest of this episode because we're going to talk about Loki in a minute. Ooh. Um, but the, uh, the episode on Jungle Cruise was actually really interesting. And it's funny that they took an attraction that is very much grounded in, okay, just Amazon River Cruise, animals, bad animatronics. And turned it into a really interesting, like, pseudo-sci-fi mystery adventure film. A um, lot of interesting twists I wasn't expecting, based on what the original attraction was. I really didn't know much about the movie coming into it. And I had a great time with it, honestly. It's de- I would definitely recommend, if you've got kids, if you're at all interested in just watching Dwayne Johnson smolder on screen, because he does that a lot in this. It's, it's a fun time, honestly. Great date night movie. Three months to get off access. Uh, That sounds right. If you go to DisneyPlus.com right now, it'll tell you when it's going to be available for everyone else. Gotcha. Um, But yeah, so they're releasing five more episodes in this series at the end of August with an episode on the castles, an episode on the Disneyland hotel, an episode on it's a small world, an episode on the trains, trams and monorails of the Disney parks and one on the hall of presidents. The one on It's a Small World, is it about how it's haunted and has killed people? I'm sure it's going to focus a lot on how the technology behind that attraction came out of the World's Fair, the New York World's Fair, and then they brought all that stuff to to Disneyland and then kind of made it available in all the other parks around the world. Uh, But what's what's interesting about this, and I didn't actually know this, I knew it was produced by Dwayne Johnson's Seven Bucks Production Company. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that the director... um, and the like, the co-production company was the same uh, guy that created and directed the toys that made us for Netflix. Oh, interesting! Mm-hmm. So, really, really well done documentary series. Definitely check it out. And if you're at all interested, definitely check out Jungle Cruise. It's a good time. Also, Fast Nine. Also a good time. <laughs> if you have to choose between the two, choose Jungle Cruise. I don't know. I like Fast Nine. It Dwayne Johnson fun. over John Cena. Come at me, bro. Um, I, I do hope Dwayne Johnson makes his way back to the Fast and the Furious franchise in a non spinoff.
0: Uh, I think
1: he, I think it was either this week or last week. He, he said in an interview that he's done with Fast and Furious. So he's done with the main series. The he main still series, might yeah. do like another Hobbs and Shaw or Hobbs movie. It's just too bad. Cause I really did appreciate the dynamic of like the rock with the rest of the team. Um, and well, there's things in fast nine, which I really do appreciate, like how they brought Tokyo drift, uh, characters back into the mold. Made Tokyo drift relevant. That was fun. I was flipping it. I, I wasn't flipping out. We saw it in a the VIP theater. So there was only like 20 ish people, mm-hmm. uh, because right now in, in Ontario, there's still, you know, I think it's 50% capacity in theaters and those VIP theaters seat 50. They have half the seats blocked off. And if you're like me and go alone because my wife was working, Uh, The other seat next to you cannot be sold. So you end up with fewer than 25 people in most of these theaters. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was interesting to see them pivot from having one wrestler in Dwayne Johnson to another in John Cena. And I'm actually incredibly excited to, I mean, kind of to tie all this stuff back together. Guardians of the Galaxy, Fast 9, John Cena. uh, Suicide Squad comes out this week. The James Gunn directed The Suicide Squad. And I've got tickets with a bunch of friends of ours who are members of this community uh, to including Alex, we're gonna go see it on Friday. So I will if I'm back next week, back. let you all know what I thought about that. But I'm very excited about that movie. Yeah, I really want to see it. It's too bad I'm in Windsor because it's way too far for me to go. it's um, only what, four hours? Yeah, four hours drive to Toronto, no traffic. Um, maybe yeah, maybe five with traffic. Yeah. So I, I, I unfortunately have, you don't to, have s- to leave it like two in the afternoon. Yes. Um, I have to skip this week, but I am down for Shane chi Yeah, that's when uh, first weekend in September. I might. So what I'm thinking is we've actually got a friend of ours coming into Ontario to visit the weekend after Shang-Chi comes out. Okay. Yep. I think is. So I'm probably still going to go see it on Thursday night because I'm a lunatic and can't have Marvel stuff spoiled for me. But I'll definitely go see it again uh mm-hmm. with with folks if if they want to get together and go see that one yeah if we want to get kyle and everything um yeah no I'd, I'd be uh completely down for that um i i do want to come up and see a movie the time just didn't work and i'm super excited with suicide squad i am a dc guy in and out uh that is what i grew up on comic wise so yeah. um they've made some excellent movies so far and i'm excited to see that they Potentially, like James a, Gunn has made some excellent movies. You made no, no, no. DC. Keep in mind, the original Suicide Squad was an Oscar-nominated movie, Oscar oh, winning Oscar, movie. Oscar-winning movie. It won an Oscar. That's and how good it was. Good shot it was. In Toronto. I actually saw them shooting that in Toronto. Uh, we were down at I want to say a Toronto Rock game. Our our formerly Toronto's lacrosse team. There is it now Hamilton? Hamilton this year. Is it still yeah, Hamilton keep Rock? It-
0: or is it? No, they're the keeping
1: Tron- the name, which is even weirder. It's going to be the Toronto Rock in Hamilton. It think it's zero sense. It's not going to work out. I'm mm, um, still stupid. bitter about that. But we were leaving the game, and they were shooting the Batmobile chase on uh, on Bay Street or Young Street. I don't remember what they used. Oh, so we yeah. actually we were we, they had the whole street blocked off, but we could see through like the the barricades they'd set up, like the Batmobile just racing down Toronto Street. I'm just like, huh, that's neat. <laughs> bad movie, really bad movie, like. I'm sorry, but it there was not a good movie there, so I'm really was, hopeful
0: that it was fine to just have some popcorn and watch superhero villains do stupid shit.
1: Right, but when DC has made arguably three uh-huh. decent movies, live action, uh, not include like I haven't. Like, that number seems low. The, The original, like the the original Superman movies, for me have kind of dated themselves. I don't really enjoy them as much as I might have when I was younger, Mm -hmm. and they were pretty they were campy fun. So like they were good. I'm just in terms of great movies, I would say there's maybe like in terms of modern DC films, there's maybe three. Um, Are you including the Batman ones? Like yeah, that's the Dark Knight, that's Man of Steel, and that's Batman v Superman. Yeah. Uh, Wait, Justice League. No. Actually, I guess four if you count Wonder Woman. Yeah, I was going to say Woman Wonder Woman. Uh, Birds of Prey was supposed to be decent too. Birds of Prey, I didn't... like. The people I saw Birds of Prey with really enjoyed it. I was kind of like, eh. Um, I thought Margot Robbie, as usual, does a phenomenal job as Harley Quinn in that film. But I felt like the other characters sort of fell flat for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't really enjoy the, the, the group kind of... Dynamic chemistry. It wasn't really there for me. It, I don't know. There was just something about it that was off for me personally. I don't know what it was. Hmm. So I didn't really enjoy it, but I'm looking forward to Suicide Squad. I think the cast they've put together, the characters are going to be interesting. James Gunn is one of my favorite directors working today. So well, and I think, I'm excited to see. I'm super curious to see more of John Cena and what he's capable of doing. Because we've seen him do multiple roles now in a few different films um he was in fast nine as we just discussed and he played definitely more of a bad guy with a hard edge in that movie um, meanwhile yeah. he had the movie was it train train wreck with Amy Schumer he where, was in that I think right yeah he was in that I believe that was train wreck where he no it wasn't train wreck uh LeBron James I think he's was in he was as in well that? I think it's both of them okay. uh well now I want to confirm that I'm looking it up too keep going OK, so but he had a chance to stretch um, like his goofier side in that movie, if I remember correctly. And he just kind of played like a like a brain dead muscle head. Uh, yeah, he was kind of that same character in uh, Bumblebee as well, where he just played like the straight edge military guy. Yeah. Oh, Bumblebee. I forgot about that. So but he does seem to be taking like have a bit of range there because he's going between goofball and like hard edge, which not everybody can do. And he seems to be combining those into suicide squad uh, based on the trailers I've seen. And they liked it so much that they shot a peacemaker show for HBO max that they're Yeah. Uh, I think they done. just, I think they just wrapped filming or they're still filming. Um, but I'm very excited for that. I'm very excited to see what John Cena can do in this role. Honestly with what I've seen I think John Cena could be a better actor than Dwayne Johnson at the end of the day if we're looking at actors gone to Hollywood. Wrestlers I just gone feel to like Hollywood. he's got better comedic timing than Dwayne Johnson does. Hey, okay, so this is impromptu and we'll come to Loki in a second. So we've got four yes. major four major wrestlers that have gone to acting. Can we say that? We've got Hulk Hogan. We've got what did uh, Hogan do? Uh, oh, three. he
0: did movies way back in like the 90s. Yeah. Like, like kids movies and shit.
1: They, they're not good. I mean, we're, if we're gonna put, I'm about to talk about the ranking. He'll go at the bottom. But we've got Dave Bautista. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dave Bautista, The Rock, and John Cena. And how would you rank those actors? Hulk Hogan's at the bottom. There's no question. He's not a good actor. Uh, yeah. So Hulk Hogan starred in such wonderful films as... No holds bars, Suburban Commando, and Gremlins 2, the new batch. Don't forget Suburban three ninjas. Three
0: Suburban ninjas Suburban I was just going
1: based on the known for that popped up on IMDb. Yeah.
0: Suburban uh, Commando, I think, is the one that
1: That's I the remember. one everybody yeah, he um yeah, I remember the I went to theaters to see that.
0: He tried to be like an Arnold Schwarzenegger like like a jingle all the way almost like mm-hmm. kind of hero like figure, I guess.
1: He was also in Nomeo and Juliet as well as Saints Row the Third. I didn't know he was in those. Also, he was in his own racist uh homemade porn movie. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh god. I didn't watch now, it. now we've got this stuff. Have you been watching any of that? What's the behind the behind the rope or what's that series for Crave? No. I don't think I I don't um, think so. Oh god. It's let me see if I can find it. Uh, dark Side of the Ring, sorry. Oh, Dark Side of the Ring. Yes, that's um, they they tackle a lot of very dark topics. Apparently, the- they're gonna have an episode coming up on what turned into like a really bad PR move or like a very bad PR inc- incident for the WWE involving Ric Flair, um, which led to a sexual assault lawsuit and with a couple of flight attendants and. Um, people are speculating online that was part of the reason why he was released from the WWE uh, just this past week. That oh, that wow. episode's going to come out and look really bad for him. Wow, that's not good. Um, yeah, no, well, we can talk about that a little bit later, then. But that's too bad if that's the case. But also, if he did do something wrong, fuck him. So, um, also, the story this week that came out that Dave Batista was absolutely broke before getting cast as Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy makes me happy. Because he seems like a, a a decent person. Yeah, I'm I'm really surprised about that actually because um, he was making decent money as a wrestler, and from what I've been told, a lot of wrestlers like have put their money away and were in pretty good shape. So, like, and I'm not talking even like high um, people like like in, if you're talking to even mid Carter's, they made enough money and put it away, and they weren't spending money like they used to. So I was a little surprised to hear that he was broke. um. But yeah, no, um, I'm, I'm glad it worked out for him and guardians of the galaxy worked. He's in the new bond movie. He was in that army. No, is it army of Dar- army of the dead army of the dead army? Yeah. Of the the dead. Netflix, Netflix show. So oh, no, um, let's finish your ranking of the, the wrestler thing. And then I've got something else to okay. bring up briefly and then we can get into Loki. Okay. Oh, no. Um, I think for me, on like today in terms of body of work, I don't think there's anyone that beats Dwayne Johnson in terms of potential. I think Cena could surpass him. Um, and, but I really do like what Dave Bautista has done with, uh, with Bond, with, uh, he was actually, I do you ever see the movie Stuber? No, no. Where he, he, uh, it was him and Kumail Nanjiani and he like, um, he was an Uber driver, but, like Kumail's character was an Uber driver, but Dave Bautista like pulled him into this weird, like, I don't know, crime thing. Oh, I, don't exactly. I think I like, remember he was a hearing or something. about this. Yeah. It okay. was not good. I watched it on a flight, um, but they did a lot with very little. Like they were not given any, they were not given very good material to work with, but I still think they did a good job of pulling it off at the end of the day. Okay. Uh, that being said, I wouldn't recommend seeing it, but I think an actor, a good actor can make, a bad movie elevate the material a little bit. Yeah. And I feel like he's done that in some of his works and then yeah, fuck Hogan. Um, I, I would like to see, and I heard this pitch to John Cena and he said he was trying to get this made years ago. No CM Punk was trying to get it made years ago. Cause CM Punk's dabbled in acting a little bit, not nearly the same way, but like, um, uh, an expendable style wrestling movie. Oh, also don't forget uh, Adam Copeland's take in uh, Vikings, right? Yes, um, he had a recurring role in Vikings, didn't he? Yeah, he he I think was actually a main cast member of Vikings. Uh, he was also For in that show too, yeah. Show Haven. I never saw Haven. Yeah, it was a sci-fi show. Um, wrestlers do bit TV stuff here and there, but like mainstream movie stuff, that's harder to break into, and there's very few people who've done that. So. Um, which is funny actually because like definitely wrestling has some acting chops to it if you can do it right and play characters character so um anyway so th- that's enough about
0: wrestling uh well, AJ,
1: how would you rank hi. the wrestlers
0: yeah how would i okay how would i and you're a non-wrestling person right yeah i mean i as a kid i thought the attitude era was pretty cool but i never really caught or watched a match i just thought the idea and the everything around the characters was cool, mm-hmm. um, but I I think I would put Rock at the top, followed by probably probably John Cena, then Batista, and you know twenty tiers down is Hogan. So I think that's fair. That's yeah, Hogan true. comes very, in even under
1: the Miz with those crappy WWE movies they made back in the day. Oh, he's yeah. the, those weren't terrible. Like Miz wasn't bad in those. I'll say that. I'm not saying he was bad. I'm saying again, the material was not. Yeah, good. Well, and keep in mind, John Cena did those too. He was the yeah. original Marine. So sure. that is true. That's where he got his big break, and then the the rocks, Dwayne. Yeah. Uh, Words are hard. Dwayne Johnson's big break was as the Scorpion King in The Mummy 2, bringing it all oh, the way back to Jungle Cruise and The Mummy vibes that that movie gives us. All sure. right. Yep. Sweet. Um, we've got an article from Polygon on the Fulbright situation yeah, with Steve I, just, I was reading oh, it. Oh, good. It's not yeah, good. Yeah, apparently in March of this year, Fulbright leadership, and, well, he made the – he decided – what did they say? There um, was – He discussion stepped down I in think- March due to a pattern of women leaving the company – uh, quote, Steve stepped down in March after it became clear that the steps that were already being taken to improve his interactions with the team were only yielding temporary results. More drastic action was needed for the health of the team. Annapurna so, is uh, involved in it too, apparently. And they've stepped well, in. Anna Perna and, was the publisher of Gone Home, their first big hit, right? No. Anna Perna, Gone Home came out way before Anna Annapurna. They're currently publishing Open Roads. Oh, okay. They're uh, so, yeah, that's the game that's been in development and delayed. Yeah, so that's what they're uh, involved in right now. And they've been uh, working with the studio and facilitating these um, transitions between this. Um, it's not a good situation. Uh, if you can, you should go read the article on Polygon with everything uh, from Nicole Carpenter here. Um, yeah. it's. We'll be sure of- to share it out as well as it's in the... Uh, It's in the Twitch chat if you're watching with us live. Yeah, but uh, that's
0: that's right.
1: It's I don't want to speak on this situation because I feel like it's a situation where we need to hear from the people that are not not this, just the the pattern of shitty behavior in video games. Because I feel like we're not the ones to tell that story. I feel like those who have been hurt, harmed, and lessened by it should be the ones who, you know, really try and elevate that. Like we can do what we can, but at the end of the day, you need to listen to people who have been hurt by this. You need to believe them. You need to support them. And we need to be better, just better people. Yeah. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I like believe women when they say that there's issues. Um, this is obviously, obviously systemic. Unfortunately, this is not going to be the last situation where we see this either. Yeah. It's, there will be more situations. Um, which sucks uh, but there's not much we can do about that right now. All we can do is try and be better and hopefully these situations will continue to be outing themselves um, Mm -hmm. and we can clean up the toxic culture that's out there. This one hits home too because Steve Gaynor has, at least with Gone Home, was involved like in one of those major games which was like a turning point game for me about how stories could be told and the subject yeah. matter it hit on. Like gone home is a game I played because Greg Miller said play this and don't read anything about it. That, and I didn't know what it was.
0: Yeah, that's uh, my my girlfriend Rachel doesn't um, play many video games uh, and especially those uh, where you need to use two sticks, one is for movement and the others for camera. Um, and I just booted that game up and handed, uh, her the controller and she got through it. She figured it out. And that like, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a shame that like you, you never know who's, who really is quote unquote, one of the good ones. If yeah. You will.
1: No, it's, it's, it's rough. It's really – and, like, this just shows that this can happen like we've talked uh, – I assume you guys talked about Activision last week. Actually, we? no, we didn't. No, it we it didn't. was kind of the same situation of not wanting – like, we aren't the ones to tell that story. That's, the stories are being told by people who are much smarter than we are, so go and listen to them and okay, and, that's yeah, fair. And read their stuff. So we didn't really – we didn't touch on that stuff. Um, this situation does feel different and that it's more so – like, it's <laughs> – from what I've read, and I've only just perused that this news is just breaking, so more mm-hmm. could come out. Um, it seems more degrading to staff in general, yeah. as opposed to being sexual in nature, as we've seen in other instances, specifically with Blizzard. So, yeah. it's it's awful to see this. It, People, it, what, what, what really kills me is he's still working on the game. Yeah, so he's now a writer. How is this man still employed? Well... And I think – and this is one of those tricky situations that because Fulbright for a while is Steve Gaynor. He is yeah. Yeah. forever associated with Fulbright because he is that leading designer in Tacoma and Gone Home. Steve, um, Steve
0: Gaynor is the Sean Murray of uh He's He's, he's the Ken Levine. Ken Levine, he's yeah, yeah. he is. That it's it's the O, it's the
1: it's the O tour and the artist versus the the culture of the company, and yeah, I feel like I'm surprised Anna Perenna didn't step up here. Like right now, they're acting as mediator between Gainer and Fulbright. Apparently, yeah. According, there's to no communication between both of them. Gainer is helping finish the story on it. I um, would assume that when this is done, he's done. Right? You'd think so, but. We have to see. I would assume so. Now, there were some things that were really weird, which I didn't know till just now um, in this article. Apparently, Steve Gaynor was using the Fulbright Twitter as his own personal Twitter.
0: For a long time, yeah.
1: At Fulbright was his personal account, so they forced him to change that, and that Mm -hmm. account is essentially dormant, and they're using Fulbright Games as the company's publicly-facing image. But imagine being an employee at a company and you're being belittled, by the face of the company, like all the public facing interaction the company has with the internet is this guy that's harassing you. Like that's like, like that's awful. Yeah, it's awful. Uh, it's not a good situation. Um, and this comes down to, I think there are people who are good managers and then there are people who are bad managers and don't know how to lead. And I think yeah. we've all had bad managers in our life. Yep. Um, um, and they don't understand the concept of how to motivate people, how to get people to grow, um, how to build teams. And instead, they focus on belittlement and very negative, like enforcement to try and get what they think is positive, like positive work out of results. Yeah, yeah. Positive results. Um, so, and while you're correct, Mitch, based on this article, it doesn't seem like there's anything necessarily sexual about this. This seems like somebody who wasn't a good manager, who was in over his head running from a management perspective and dealing with I mean, people. that being said, it seems like a lot of this, you know, toxic behavior did target the women at the studio. Mm-hmm. And as a, a studio that has been, you know, the, the stories they've written have been about a, a young girl and I don't I never played Tacoma so I'm not sure exactly what the story is there but Open Roads being about a mother and daughter like this doesn't seem like it seems like the person cr- the creative driver of this would be wouldn't be such a piece of shit. Yeah, well, except leaders. that you'd you'd hope so but then you've got Josh Waden and Buffy. That's true. Yep, that's very so, true. So Josh Waden Josh Waden's known for um, but was Buffy an original character? I thought that was an, an ad- adaptation. No, so Buffy. Or am I he, something else? He wrote the original Buffy movie. It was oh. directed by other people, and can, like can cannab- the script was cannibalized. But he wrote the original Buffy movie. But then you take into like effect, like in his career, he's got Dollhouse, and he's made a career on strong women, and like creating strong women. It seems like Gainer may have done the same while treating women terribly behind the scenes, and it's awful to see and this industry needs to be better about the way that it treats everybody and in instances like this, specifically women that work in this industry otherwise. I really hope that people um, continue to step forward and continue to be brave and continue to help people who are causing problems um, and making bad workplaces and uh, inappropriate workplaces. Nobody deserves to have to work in that. The thing, the things we can do as outside observers: read the stories, you know, share don't them. like believe believe people when they have stories like this. Support them, lift them up, share it. Make sure that their stories are heard and that these mistakes aren't made again. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think finally, then, uh, with the last little bit of time we got left, it's been a while coming. We've been trying to wait for a, a fuller crew or a more complete cast, but. We've got Marvel's What If starting next week, yep. and if I don't talk to somebody about Loki before that comes out, I might pop. Let's do it. Do it. Okay, are we it. are we right into spoilers?
0: Or uh, I'm gonna pre- I'm gonna press the spoiler mode button and see what happens. Ooh. which
1: means it's definitely not gonna work.
0: It's not gonna work properly. I bet. Probably okay, not. It's I'll same give you spoiler second. warning on the bottom ticker. I could I can tell you that it's much. good enough. It's good I don't enough know what this point on forward. Twitch, but if
1: you're Oh wait, I've got Twitch up. My lights um, just flickered and that made Spoiler a warning, my computer was warning is Yeah. the a uh, little yes. yeah, yeah, Yeah,
0: little bit of
1: a little bit of 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 you little bit of a little you of a little bit of a little you of a little bit of are little to of a little bit 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 of a little
0: bit
1: this is the most important show Disney's put out on Disney+. Plus. Yes. This so far, changes yeah. Absolutely. the largest entertainment property in the world in ways that cannot be undone. Yep. This almost Anything feels... Anything is possible. This almost feels like what WandaVision was going to be before it wasn't. That is true. Because what was the original release... Was Loki originally supposed to release before WandaVision? No, so. um... Was it or was it I, just Falcon oh, and WandaVision that flipped?
0: I think Wanda was supposed to be the last. But it ended up being for I don't know.
1: I don't remember. Um, but there was that moment in WandaVision where we thought doors had opened. And things were changing. And it hadn't happened. Um, yeah. Uh, and then it turns out that was not the case at all. And it was kind of this big deep red herring. Um, but we knew this was coming just based on the fact that there's a Doctor Strange movie called multiverse madness
0: yeah we, we thought we thought this was going to happen there yes based on um, the I, really, I really
1: wish we didn't know the title of that movie yeah and i'm just gonna leave it there like, yeah i wish they had done the civil war thing of when they originally announced captain america civil war they announced it as captain america serpent society i don't remember oh, yeah and then they changed it um, they didn't, so let me, let me see if I can find what they did. I, I, I think it might've been at the same event. Amer- I don't remember ever hearing that. So we done. might, I don't know if it's just these lights, but if I, if you lose me, that's why. Okay. Um, serpent society film. Um, that's not what I'm looking for. I will find it. I'm really hoping that's just these light bulbs burning out. Actually, I just watched um, Civil War with my kids the other day. I'm trying to think. So, yeah. You guys fill some air while I read this. Okay. Um. um so, yeah, I just uh, watched Civil War as we were just talking about that with my boys the other day. They enjoyed it quite a bit.
0: Good. How, are, you're working your way through... The, the whole thing or... yes
1: so that was the first movie of phase three actually i was telling mitch about this when we were streaming fall guys last week but i'd never seen ant-man um, oh wow yeah you i you miss it I, I haven't seen all the marvel movies uh dr strange is next i haven't seen that one either so i need to so we'll be watching that um i've missed all the thor movies it's not all of them but there's a few here and there Um, that I haven't seen so but I actually really enjoyed Ant-Man and I'd make it a top five Marvel movie for me I just it's a good change of pace it's not like your typical superhero movie it's kind of a heist movie Um, yeah yeah so I found I found the I found the story so when Marvel did their, I think it was their would have been phase three um, media event to announce all the like the upcoming slate of films uh, would have been phase two or phase three whichever it doesn't doesn't matter. Um, they opened the event and they announced it as Captain America Serpent Society. And they had this big, you know, timeline of all the movies that were going to be coming out and Captain America was on there. It was great. Uh, Mm. and there, one more thing at that event was they, 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 like, I don't remember what Kevin Feige did, but he basically snapped and the title changed from Captain America Serpent Society to Captain America Civil War. So I would have loved if they'd done another red herring in one of these titles and just changed it once one of these, like, earth-shattering events happened elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, Like, if they'd done that with um, Multiverse of Madness, I feel like it's still kind of strange that we have a Marvel Spider-Man movie releasing in this calendar year. Is it? That we have not seen anything from. I don't think it's releasing this calendar year. It's coming out at Christmas. They would not put a movie in a Christmas release. They would not give it a Christmas release date without a plan to put that movie out. Because that will make them so much money, knock on wood, that we're not dealing with (coughs) Delta and Gamma, Omega, Epsilon variants of the COVID-19 virus. Yeah. Because actually, I joked earlier about Clifford the Big Red Dog. It actually just got officially removed from the TIFF calendar the Toronto International Film Festival, where it was meant to have its worldwide debut hmm. uh, and has been um, uh, indefinitely postponed for theatrical release due to the Delta variant of COVID-19. That's not good. Which I feel like we're going to see more of these as we get into the fall and not less. Yep. Yeah. I think that's completely possible. Um, we're going it's, Spider, it's Spider-Man. It's coming out. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens then, I guess. Um, because you're right. We haven't seen anything from Spider-Man. Yesterday was Spider-Man. Or a few days ago was Spider-Man Day. August 1st. August August 1st. Um, Hey, we got the trailer, the new trailer for Venom, Let There Be Carnage. That looks like a movie. I I thought that looked fun. Do you see the part where the tentacle comes out of Carnage's mouth and goes down the guy's throat or his tongue? Yeah, not cool. I don't want to see Carnage tongue, you know. Kill people. I I assume like the tongue goes down through the throat and then like spins and like mixes his insides up. Do you think well, that's no, no, what's going on? no, It's going just going to go straight through and kebab them come out the butthole, isn't it? Well, you don't see it come out the butthole. So I can only assume... Well, again, assume but this was, the, this was the trailer cut. This wasn't the theatrical cut. Well, that's Once true. Once we get to the theatrical cut, it's coming out the butthole. They should do a bread band. <laughs> oh, my <Bread> God. <laughs> well, no, that movie's not going to be rated 18A, though, is it? Uh, I think it's going to be mature. I don't know. Yeah, but I figured it would be like 14A at best. Uh, I don't think it's been rated yet. Um, Because the first one wasn't R-rated, was it? Uh. Venom director explains why there's no R-rated cut. And here, two days ago, will Venom 2 be R-rated? No official confirmation yet. This movie's not yet rated. Well, we'll see what happens. If the last one wasn't R-rated, this one probably won't be either. Typically, they like to keep sequels in the same thing so the same audience can see it. That Um, is totally fair. Yep. So it'll probably follow whatever the last one is. But um, yeah, so let's get to Loki and we can talk about Loki quickly. Um, It's a fantastic Disney series uh, that I am super excited for that will be coming back for a second season because at this point... With the exception of, um, like, at least with Marvel universes, they all seem to be one and done at the moment. So the fact that we're going to get more stories with Tom Hiddleston in this role is exciting. It's unfortunate that they announced the second season before the first season released, because that would have been a nice reveal. Did they? They did. Oh, I had no idea. I, I think the general audience probably won't. But yeah. for someone like me that is very, you know, ingrained in this culture, yeah, I knew that was getting a second season. What I was surprised by that we found out this week is that Marvel's What If will be getting a second season. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see uh, see what happens there. What's What's the boy think of the Marvels? He's excited for all the Marvels? Yeah, they're excited every time we watch them. Um, <laughs> we've been going through them, uh, as we've discussed. So we're through Civil War. Um yeah, no, all of them. Except my uh, youngest uh, fell asleep. It was like eleven o'clock at night when we were finishing Civil War, and he passed out on the couch.
0: So, hmm. um, well, Mitch has disappeared. He's going to f- try and fix his light that is flickering.
1: Ah, uh, my lights were really flickering, and it was bothering me, so I didn't turn them up all the way. All good. Okay. Um. Um. So yeah. Yeah. But- Loki. Uh, really good. I really loved. Um, what's uh, shout out to Owen Wilson? Yeah, Owen Wilson was great. Uh, we didn't get to see him on a jet ski, but with multiple seasons, there is time for that. Um, what if we get an episode of Marvel's "What If" that's just Mobius on a jet ski? I would take it. Uh, um, a little no, disappointed. I was reading. I was reading an article um, that. They had planned to flush out more of Mobius' backstory once the reveal had come out, obviously, that all of the TVA employees were variants. Mm-hmm. So it would have been nice to see that. But I think I read somewhere else that this was originally planned as a 12-episode series, not 10. Mm. Uh, and that COVID had kind of thrown a wrench in that. Yes, AJ? It was I, only hit six episodes. Or six okay. episodes,
0: sorry. Partway through the the the, the series... I came to the conclusion that maybe, and I think it was because of the place after, after they got, what, what, after the variant, wherever the hell the variants go to. They face,
1: get pruned and go to that pruned, kind of graveyard it, thing. Yeah.
0: yeah, Because the only people there were Lokis. Yes. Is yes. Mobius a Loki variant?
1: No, because he no. got pruned by someone else.
0: Yeah, but he was in the same place where only Loki variants seem to survive. I, I think they, though, they sort of
1: explained like the other variants over they, they were kind of explained it that only Loki variants survive because like we see that ship full and of people. Mobius,
0: Mobius survived there. That's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, but for all could of, he
0: could like, we don't an hour like if if somebody was if somebody got pruned. And, or not, if somebody was a variant and had their memory erased of everything and had their personality wiped and all of that, and they became, you know, somebody else, like in, in at the TVA, could that not include Mobius? Could he, the reason why he goes after <laughs> the, the Lokis that are causing trouble, because he is one himself. And so therefore he might be, best suited to do so it's a bit of a stretch but it's possible
1: i I think from like i think the survival aspect of it is like i think it's more so the amount of time that he spent there um Mm -hmm. because we do see like that ship that gets pruned and the crew are immediately killed i think when he arrived the thing probably tried to kill him and he was able to find the pizza delivery van or whatever it was he was driving around Mm mm-hmm yeah. Um, he got lucky, more so than other non Loki variants. And also, we not all variants that are in there are Loki's because we do see Throg. Oh, that's true. That's a Thor uh, variant. We do see Thor Fro Thor as a frog. Voice by uh, Chris. Trying Sandford. to reach for Mjolnir and cannot get there. Um, also shout out to Alligator Loki just because of the memes.
0: It, I love the memes. Did this, you just- it's Is Alligator Loki's brother Alligator?
1: No. No. Um, Sure? Yes. They, uh, yeah, no, the the whole situation um, reminded me, and I brought this up with WandaVision, um, like watching Lost back in the day. And get like every episode. You get to the end. You're like, I want to know what happens next because they leave you on a cliff, like a solid cliffhanger. And I never quite got that from the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. No, like, it was it was very. It it felt much more like standard Marvel fare. Yeah, it almost yeah. could have been its own. Like honestly, it could have been shortened by like like an hour or two and been a movie. See, I like I like the time that we spent with the villains in uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah. I like the amount of time we got with John Walker. I like the amount of time we got in Madripoor. Um, I think. Have you guys seen Black Widow yet?
0: Yes. No. Okay. I have not.
1: Oh, Okay. Then I won't Sorry. mention. Th- no, it's okay. Totally fine.
0: Yeah. No. I I, I want to watch that with Rachel, and you know we're not a hundred percent comfortable on being in enclosed in spaces yet. And it's we Plus we Premier Access, baby. We don't feel like paying $30 for that. 34
1: 99 plus tax. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thanks, um, Disney.
1: I, I will say that, um, just to touch on what we mentioned earlier with the Black Widow stuff, um, it's very disingenuous uh, as there is a lawsuit by Scarlett Johansson about the Black Widow and the money she made because of them release on Disney+. Plus, and they blamed her for not thinking about the pandemic. Meanwhile, Disney's the only... Uh, streaming service currently charging premium prices for movies that are being released. Well, but I mean, also good for her for going that route. And I'm really hoping that other act like, you you know, they renegotiated Dwayne Johnson's contract. Oh, no, 100%. I'm not saying anything. Like, about- why not do it with her? I don't get it. No. And yeah. this is more on Disney itself for saying, why aren't you thinking about the pandemic? Where during the pandemic, they've decided to charge more money for these premium, like for these premium films when nobody else is doing that right now, they're just included with other films, like streaming services and being put out, whether it's HBO max or whatever it is. Um, yeah. and then not cut the actors in based on their deals. She should have been getting more money and that should have been re- renegotiated. Um, and that's well, more and on Disney. She, she, she reached out to Disney and their representation to attempt to do that renegotiation. They didn't, they breached the contract. So I'm really hopeful that, one, Disney didn't make this mistake with their other leads that of films they've put out during the pandemic. So you look at uh, Mulan. What, Raya, Mulan, Cruella, Jungle Cruise that we just mentioned with Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson. You know they renegotiated Dwayne Johnson's contract. He would not have stood by this and done an entire production with his production company for Disney Plus without knowing that he was going to get a cut of the, the Disney Plus pie. Well, and Cruella is um, already an issue. Apparently Emma Stone's thinking about going after legal action as well. Good. Yeah. If, if, if her and her representation did their bet, their due diligence to attempt to renegotiate with Disney and they breached the contract by releasing it, not exclusively in theaters, then do it. It probably means the end of premier access, which has been great for consumers during the pandemic of not feeling the need to go back to theaters to see things like, you know, fast nine or in Canada, things like into the Heights or, Uh, Mm -hmm. Godzilla versus Kong or other films that like we don't have HBO max here. So unless you have a friend or or a VPN, you can't get those films other than paying, paying the premium of going to iTunes, Google play or whatever and paying the $25 for 48 hours versus the $35 Disney's charging to own it in perpetuity until it's part of just the standard Disney plus library. Um, I don't mind them charging that $10 premium because the way like for me the way i consume disney plus and that's not the same for everybody i watch disney plus daily like it is my most used streaming service by a wide wide margin yeah. so to be able to go and re-watch raya a few times before it hit for everybody or re-watch cruella once with with my wife and then another time with my sister my mom and black widow same situation uh, jungle cruise has been the same situation i've already seen it twice or one and a half times we fell asleep during the second showing. We're going to finish it maybe tonight after the podcast, if uh, if we can wrap it up soon. Yeah, um, I I I appreciate them doing that from a consumer standpoint, but I understand like from a talent standpoint, they need to get they need to make what they're owed. Like it, we we I can't remember if we talked about this when they released the Black Widow box office numbers, and then also for the first time released Disney mm-hmm. Plus Premier Access numbers. And they did the same thing on Jungle Cruise after the first weekend. The numbers included Disney Plus Premier Access. That's pure profit for Disney. Like, no, there's yeah. there's some advertising budget that goes into trying to promote Premier Access, but they own the platform, so like that is more more or less pure profit. And they need to make sure that their talent are properly taken care of if they want that to be an option moving forward. Um, mm-hmm. But if their plan is to just go back to theaters, they'll probably bite the bullet on the five or so you know, leads whose compensation was tied directly to box office performance and, you know, settle out of court and move on with the way Disney operates. And that's just making a bazillion dollars by owning everything. Yeah, no, um, they, they need to pay them properly. And I know was, we'll talk about it more with what if, when it comes out next week, I'm um, so excited. but she isn't, hasn't been brought back for the voice acting Along with several other people, which is a surprise because I think they initially said they were going to um, have all the voice actors initially come back for it. They were going to try to get as many as they could, As many was my understanding. Uh, But we knew, I think initially when they announced it, we knew that both Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. were not going to reprise their roles in the series. I think now we've learned that uh, Tom Holland is not in it as Spider-Man, which I think is very... Disappointing. I think he's the best Peter Parker slash Spider-Man we've yep. gotten yet in live action. I agree. With and that. this should be his role until he doesn't want it anymore. We found out via Twitter, uh, and James Gunn found out the same way, which was even worse. That um Dave Batista was not even asked to reprise his role as Drax for Marvel's What If. Uh, because we've seen Drax in various screenshots because we know we're getting the what if scenarios of T'Challa as Star Lord. Mm-hmm. Um and James Gunn immediately replied to that tweet saying, what? When Dave Bautista said he wasn't asked. It's, I don't know if that's a Marvel decision or a Disney decision. Like if it's budget or what, like, cause they'd have to pay these actors a premium to come back and do this. Yes. But I feel like an, act, an actor like Dave Bautista would do it for whatever it might be. And they brought back um, Haley Atwell, who's going to, you know, I, I'm surprised she hasn't already, like her career hasn't blown up already because she's going to be in the next Mission Impossible movie. She was phenomenal in Ancient Carter, phenomenal in, in the first Captain America. We know we're getting Chadwick Boseman's last acting performance as T'Challa slash Star-Lord in this series. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just disappointing to see them try to make it what it could be and then not do it. That being said, the stories they're going to be telling of Captain Carter and Marvel zombies and an alternate guardians of the galaxy and an alternate Avengers like circle pose thing that we saw in the trailer. I think they're going to tell some really interesting stories here and they're going to be a lot of fun. But at the back in the back of my head, it's just going to be, well, the people that aren't here, it's because Disney wouldn't open their purse. And Disney's got the biggest purse in the industry. So why not share that wealth with the talent that have gotten them this far? Mm -hmm. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And I think this uh, this Scarlett Johansson Black Widow situation kind of amplifies that messaging even further. Of it's really like the, the mouse the house of the mouse cares about the dollar, and mm-hmm. not a, not as much about the art. And hopefully Kevin Feige can continue to fight for his talent, because apparently he also fought for this for Scarlett Johansson to be able to renegotiate her contract for Black Widow on Disney Plus. Uh, And was disappointed to find out that that was not the case. So hopefully he can write this ship and keep it a positive relationship. Otherwise, you might see actors pass on Marvel opportunities knowing this is a possibility. And Mm -hmm. it's unfortunate that we're we're in this situation. Um, But I don't think there's anything we can do. We can just hope that they do better moving forward with the actors that they work with. Not just, you know, obeying the almighty dollar. Do something creative. Like the actors need to push back and get these into the contracts now, too. Uh, I feel like they're going to. Anything signed after 2020, I would assume, has some sort of rider to renegotiate or reopen negotiations if a film is not able to release theatrically. Mm -hmm. If compensation is above a specific threshold or something like that. Yeah. So, I agree with that. All right. Yeah. Oh, uh, the other one, too. Benedict Cumberbatch isn't voicing Doctor Strange in the series. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. his voice is so distinctive. It is because it's such a bad American accent. Yeah. yeah. That being said, uh, Loki opened the possibility for anything uh, when it comes to Marvel. So, like, is there any like far-fetched what-if alternate universe scenarios that you guys want to see Marvel tackle in their next, like, let's call it the multiverse phase? Because we also know, and we saw in the last episode of Loki, which I was very surprised that we got the reveal of Jonathan Majors as the uh, the oh, the big bad, well, not the big bad, but the man at the end yeah. of time. Or yeah. I can't remember the actual name of the character from the comics, but hang, he's hang. Uh, well, he's a variant. Yeah. He is the nicest, he who remains most peaceful. V- yeah, he who remains is how he was referred to in the series. Yeah, and he who remains in the comics also has another name that I forget. But he is like the most peaceful, least. Um, destructive or violent variant of Kang the Conqueror. Yep. We are getting Kang the Conqueror in the MCU. We're getting Kang the Conqueror in Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Yep,
0: and that's been oh confirmed. Um, so what
1: was it, Yanni? Did so yeah, I, said, too.
0: I just said, "Oh boy." Okay.
1: So, like, we know <sighs> we're not getting DC anytime soon. Crossing over with Marvel, obviously. Um, I mean, until Disney buys DC. Yeah, apparently. Um, (laughs) But uh, I would like to see uh, the Squadron Supreme, um, which is their take on a Justice League-ish team as a what-if. Or like movie. um, Or just as a villain. Like they've been villainous in the comics before. I think that could be really interesting. So um I think, like, when when I'm thinking about, like, what's, like, off the wall also, like, we have a great Spider-Man and Tom Holland, but I would love to see Miles show up, specifically Miles from uh an animated Miles interacting with Tom Holland from Into the Spider-Verse. I mean, I think this opens the opportunity to get the live action Miles, which is what I'm really looking forward to, because we know in, like... We know Sony wants Tom Holland in their movies really bad. Like really, really bad. Yep. Um, they've hinted at it with, uh, I think, spoilers for the, was it the Morbius trailer? I think Michael Keaton shows up in that. Yeah, he's. And the uh, rumor is that he's playing the Vulture character in that. He's in the jail, I think, in in the movie. In the movie, yeah. So yeah. I think, like, by the time we get there, Multiverse is going to be in full swing Um, I really hope this opens the door to Marvel finding a way to do live action miles or live action, uh, ghost spider, AKA spider, Gwen, AKA Gwen Stacy. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. it'd be a lot of fun in live action. Heck give me Um, Nick cage as Spider-Man noir (laughs) in real life.
0: There you go. Oh
1: God. I didn't even thought about like, don't even have him take off the mask. Just have him be masked the entire time and just do the voice. Yep. Just do the voice. Just do the voice and make it a Spider-Man noir movie. Oh, God. What? They're making a Blade movie. Yes. What if? Oh, is this about Wesley Snipes? No, what if Nick Cage shows up in the Blade movie as Ghost Rider? Oh. Oh. (laughs) Oh. Oh. Is that a good thing? What if? I actually didn't mind Nick Cage and Ghost Rider, to be honest. I thought it was fun. Nick Cage either is really great or really terrible in movies, and there's no (laughs) in-between. He wasn't particularly good in Ghost Rider. I just think that would be like a... Like, give me a Ghost Rider movie that's actually developed by Marvel with Nick Cage in the role as opposed to whatever the hell. Was it Universal, I think, had oh. the rights at the time? Wait, does that mean we could get Ben Affleck back as Daredevil? No. I. So the, ru- uh. the there, there are rumors that Matt Murdock is going to show up in Spider-Man yes. and in She-Hulk and that it's yep. going to be... Um,
0: the guy from uh, Charlie the Charlie show. Cox yeah the, that's it.
1: the 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 actor that played him in the Netflix shows i really hope we get a good daredevil like that daredevil was good that kingpin was amazing yeah King, uh, kingpin um, was really good i just want to see them do it in do it in the mcu proper and not this weird netflix stepchild that they kind of yeah. ignore now uh, i really wish cuz the honest truth is those actors with the exception of iron fist were all pretty decent I I thought they were all good. I even liked the guy that played Danny. uh, Was it Danny? Dave Rand? Danny Rand, yes. Thank you.
0: Iron Iron Fist is where I kind of fell off watching those Netflix ones.
1: I I didn't enjoy the show, but I enjoyed the character, if that makes sense. I I thought he was fine. I just didn't think there was anything else around him that was particularly interesting. Charlie Cox was good. I think Kristen Ritter really shined as Jessica Jones. Um, well, I mean, the highlight of any of those Netflix shows is the villains, right? I mean, yeah. oh, um, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin was absolutely like out of yeah. this world best Kingpin we've seen live action. Uh, sorry to um, Michael Clark Duncan, yeah, Michael Clark Duncan, R. R. In the Ben Affleck movie, yeah, uh, and the Purple Man played absolutely beautifully by uh, David Tennant. Yeah, he was, was so good. Probably my favorite Marvel villain period well like, I, I was just he was so good it was so off-putting and those abilities with his oh it's i want to go watch i want to go go rewatch jessica jones now because i think that is the that first season is the strongest man, that, strongest season of netflix marvel shows yeah sure. i agree with that well it was so, him it out. was
0: yeah it, it was so tough watching david Tennant in that role after watching him in doctor who yeah <laughs> Cause he 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 is still my favorite doctor, and see, oh man, he's so good.
1: Oh well, and coming back to the villains, Cottonmouth in in the first few episodes of Luke Cage was amazing. Uh, Who will be playing uh, Blade? uh, Marshala Ali. Marshala Ali. uh, Marshala. Marshala Ali. Ali, uh, I'm going to say this wrong. I'm sorry. Marshala Ali. Um, Yeah. Okay. So it's like trying to pronounce your last name. It's fine macaroni um but he was excellent as Cottonmouth. mouth luke cage got not worse but it wasn't the same level it was when he wasn't they, they had a really good first half of that show yeah the it was a, didn't. yeah um but the character who guy who played like they seemed to nail the heroes well, and, and the john bernthal's punisher was really good too like mm-hmm. there was a lot to really like about those shows and then ultimately they didn't They didn't amount to for what for whatever reason we don't know what conversations went on behind closed doors, but they didn't treat the Netflix shows as like they treated them as MCU, but they treated them as MCU adjacent, similar to the other Marvel television properties. Agents of Shield after like the first what two seasons didn't really it referred back to uh, MCU like once when Samuel L. Jackson showed up later on. Mm -hmm. Um, Agent Carter didn't really get the love that it deserved. Let's not even discuss what they did within humans that was absolutely barbaric it but these shows feel like there's an investment in these characters and building the stories of the mcu through these shows and getting like i wouldn't have imagined we would have gotten six hours with falcon and winter soldier when i watched captain america the winter soldier yeah like that doesn't make sense but we got it and it was good Mm. and to get six hours with a character that's had a total of like 28. Like, I think before they, if you haven't already, go watch Assembled. They do the behind the scenes documentaries yes. of these Marvel properties after they release. The episode on Loki was phenomenally done, beautifully narrated by Tom Hiddleston. Um, and I think they mentioned he had something like under an hour of screen time total across Thor, Thor 2, Avengers, and Thor Ragnarok, and Avengers Endgame. So it's five previous appearances and to give him six hours to play with this character and now knowing we're getting a season two, it makes me incredibly happy. Yeah, he, he's a treasure. Um, he turned Loki into somebody who should have just been a one-off villain for one movie into a mainstay in the MCU. So yeah. Marvel, Marvel did a better job turning a character that has historically been a villain into an anti-hero than Sony has done with the greatest anti-hero in comics in Venom. They've tried twice and they've failed pre- more or less both times. Hmm. Would if the Punisher uh, be considered the greatest anti-hero? I think if you put up the Punisher logo and Venom's like face, I think you probably get closer to a 50-50 than you'd think in terms of like main main like main uh mainstream recognition. Okay. I feel like you show, you show Venom, people know Venom. You show Punisher, they'll be like, hey, that Marvel logo thing, or they'll say Punisher. I feel like there isn't a ton of, like, I feel like Venom as a character is more recognizable than the Punisher logo, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe it's not. Let's find out. Let's uh, We'll turn to Twitter, and we'll come back to this later, but I'm going to put out a poll of who's the you more know. recognizable antihero. You should put Batman we'll in there too, because to he's an antihero as well. Who? Batman no i'm sticking specifically i'm gonna say specifically marvel okay so then spawns out too yes all right that's fine <laughs> so we know we're getting loki season two we know we're getting what if what If's going to be canon and what like what more can marvel do like they they seem to continually like they're getting better as these things are going on like that, you can see that with the Avengers movies, they culminated 10 plus years of filmmaking in these two, like, I'm not going to say masterpiece films. Cause they're not like standalone films. They're not incredible, but the payoff, like the build and payoff from that, do you see Marvel doing this again and starting to build towards this multiverse thing for maybe secret wars or anything like that? Or is it going to kind of be like, smaller builds nothing to the same scale that we saw with the infinity saga i and that's the problem with this whole phase four right now because we don't know the direction they're going it's kind of funny going back and rewatching um the build for like the first few phases for the infinity saga because it doesn't really like there's hints and stuff that are put out but until near the end of phase two you don't quite get an idea of what's coming you know Thanos is there, but you don't know where the stones are, and the stones are revealed as we get further into the movies. Um, so it feels like they're kind of that that infant stage again with the movies. What that looks like going forward, um, I'm not sure. I Kane, I think, is gonna be littered through the universe. I think they're also doing a Skrull TV show. Yeah. And so there could be a secret so invasion. They're, they're, they're- right? They're planning Secret Invasion starring Samuel L. Jackson and Ben That's Mendelsohn coming back as the Skrull Talos from Captain Marvel. And we also, spoilers for Spider-Man uh, Far From Home, but we see Talos again at the end of that movie. Um, we had Skrulls teased at the end of WandaVision. So there's definitely a build towards more of a Secret Invasion storyline and and that sort of thing. Um it's just it's really like, interesting to see what approach they take. Because typically the scrolls are the bad guys in those. Yeah, and they seem and to be the good guys and helping out this time. And I don't know what that looks that's, like.
0: That's we also that's we also have the Marvels.
1: We also have the Mar we have Miss Marvel at the end of this year, presumably they've said yeah. late 2021 for Miss Marvel. We've got the Marvels, which is the new title for Captain Marvel 2. Yep. Coming next year. We've got uh Casting Rumors. That they're looking for someone to play a snarky scientist type character who is heavily pros, prostheticized? Oh I don't Reed know Richards.
0: Prosthesis? I don't know. Super scroll. What does
1: oh, that mean? I'm I'm thinking so the Super Scroll is a character in uh, Marvel Comics, who is like he a genetically modified scroll powers. scientist who has all of the powers of the Fantastic Four. So, this would be oh, something wow. to set the groundwork for an eventual Fantastic Four, which we know we're getting. Yeah. Which isn't going to star <laughs> John Krasinski and Emily Blunt at this point, I would assume. And that makes me sad because I think Boo. they'd be perfect. Yeah, they'd be really good. Um, I want to see but John Krasinski. What, what do you think? What are, what are they? Other than knowing like they've planted the scroll stuff, they've planted the. Uh, the Kang the Conqueror stuff, multiverse, like what, what out of left field thing do you think Marvel could be building towards that we're not even aware of at this point?
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, cause there, there's just too many options and like anything I can think of really just sort of would make a good one off. What if episode like, cap getting his own iron man armor what would he do with that
1: mm-hmm. well and that's good i think having those one-off episodes is like that's yeah. more to what i'm curious about where people would go with those
0: and do any of those get popular or cool enough to inspire its own something bigger
1: mm-hmm. uh, that's Three very possible thought- um, also, Definitely Mitch, some food when we're talking about things they're building to, we talked about Kane, we talked about Secret Invasion. We also can't forget the Thunderbolt slash Dark Avengers. I didn't want to touch on that too much. Uh, we can get to that later Yep. Um, when we see some of that come back. But yeah, we did see towards the end of Falcon that they're starting to build this sort of stuff. Maybe through crazy multiverse stuff we get a Norman Osborn in the Spider-Man movie. Maybe Sony just gives up and finally sells its film division and the rights to Spider-Man revert back to Marvel. Maybe Disney just buys Sony because Sony. Yeah. Who knows at this point, but it's all food for thought. And I think that's where we'll leave it to ruminate on until we come back and talk about more MCU because there was no one here to stop me from talking about the (laughs) MCU.
0: That's fine. I, I'm going to hit the the all clear button. So no more spoilers after this. So let's see what happens. No more
1: spoilies. Then we should wrap up.
0: I pressed it. He
1: pressed it. So this is the point where I will say thank you so much for tuning into the latest episode of Press YYZ. If you enjoyed this, please be sure to follow us on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, everywhere you can. Hit the bells, hit all the buttons to make sure you know when things go up. Uh, We'd love and appreciate you if you could rate us on Apple Podcasts. That's very important to the show can uh, join us over on discord we have a lot of fun conversations at invite.gg slash press and that's where you can go to keep the conversation going all of our social links and everything will be flooded out with the video and the the youtubes and the the podcast and everything so you can catch us all over there and until next time thanks for listening thanks for playing and thanks for continuing to watch the mcu